With 145 collective years between them, Del McCurry and David Grisman have become masters of Americana music. While each of these men had performed at our festival on numerous occasions with their respective ensembles, we had never put these two gentlemen on stage together as a duo. The concert they delivered was an oral and instrumental history of a genre that gained popularity in the 20th century and has continued to show signs of growth in the 21st. Welcome to the Savannah Music Festival Live. I'm Rob Gibson, director of the festival. Dell and Dog are the nicknames that have stuck with Del McCurry and David Grisman for more than 40 years. Their performance at our festival in the spring of 2016 featured renditions of their favorite songs alongside originals and bluegrass standards amidst a wealth of stories and jokes, all channeled through a single shared vocal microphone. Let's go now to the stage of the Lucas Theater for the Arts and listen as Dell and Dog kicked off their concert live at the 2016 Savannah Music Festival. Place to lie down. 
Beautiful afternoon. I don't know what we're all doing inside, but as uh, <laughs> long as we are. And I'm especially uh, thrilled to be here with this gentleman who I've known for over 50 years now. He's a good friend and he's one of the titans of bluegrass music alive today, Mr. <laughs> Del McCurry. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm Proud to be here with this guy. He's been a friend of mine all those years, and, and we've recorded a lot out in his studio out in California. You know, he's started a record company years ago. And uh, so, and he is the father of dog music, and I wish you'd make him welcome, my buddy, <laughs> David Grisman, the dog.
You know, Dale, when I play the mandolin, yeah. if you notice, I, I'm all over the fingerboard. You know, I'm all you over that thing. And that I'm looking over at you, and you're just holding one chord there. You know? <laughs> yeah. but, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what, David. You're still looking for it. I found it already. <laughs> he sure has, folks. <laughs> Seriously, though, you know, ever since Dell and I got interested in bluegrass music, tried to play it, there's generations of these young kids. Well, they start out, of course, like we did as young kids. And, I mean, there's some incredible musicians that have come along. They can play circles around us. And, of course, a lot of these young kids, of course, they're attracted to the mandolin. Yeah. And the fiddle, the banjo, the dobro, lead guitar, you know. But very few of them really want to get down and play some solid bluegrass rhythm. You know? uh, and this is the definition of that right here. Now, we're going to tell you throughout the show, we'll give you a little background on uh, Dell started out, uh, well, the first time I laid eyes on him, he was playing as a member of uh, Bill Monroe's Bluegrass Boys. And uh, that was his very first night. And he played the banjo, and he was an incredible banjo player. Um, and well, didn't, didn't sound that way. He, uh, it's an interesting story the way he ended up being the rhythm guitar player and singer, just because he's so great at that, and Thank Bill Monroe you. discovered that at a certain point. We'll tell you about that. But of course, all the great rhythm bluegrass guitar players, uh, they, they also had their, these really cool runs on the bass strings of the guitar, you know. And uh, like I'm sure you've heard of Lester Flatt's famous G run. There you go, really. I mean, Simple but elegant, you know. <laughs> and uh, then, of course, there's Red Smiley's D run, you know. And Jimmy Martin, he had a G run. He did. Yeah. In fact, all of these guys had the runs. <laughs> so we thought we'd incorporate some of this into a little uh, show piece that illustrates what. Dell can do with that thing. <laughs> this is the G Run Blues. <laughs>
Speaking of Bill Monroe, um, Bill Monroe, uh, he started out with his uh, brother Charlie, the Monroe brothers, yeah. from Rosine, Kentucky, and they made, uh, they recorded about 60 songs between 1936 and 1938 on the Bluebird label, and uh, a lot of those songs have become staples in the bluegrass repertoire. We opened with one, Feast Here Tonight. And, uh, and, not, and I guess they had kind of a sibling rivalry thing going on. And they split up the act in late 1938. Each brother formed his own band. Now, Charlie Monroe formed Charlie Monroe and the Kentucky, the Kentucky Partners. How many of you heard of them? Not too many. And Bill Monroe formed a band called the Bluegrass Boys. How many of you heard of Bill Monroe and the Bluegrass Boys? Well, I guess the results are in on that, that contest. But uh, Bill formed the Bluegrass Boys in 1939 and landed a job on the Grand Ole Opry. But it really wasn't until 1946, in our opinion here, yeah. that uh, real bluegrass was born when Bill hired a uh, young banjo picker from Shelby, North Carolina, Earl Scruggs. And, uh, <laughs> along with Lester Flatt, who was already in the band, and Chubby Wise, a wonderful fiddle player from Florida, these guys invented bluegrass music. Yep. So we'd like to do one of the numbers from their first recording session in September of 1946, a little thing called the Toy Heart.
See now, do you think I ought to sing something? I don't know what to do next year, David. Yeah. Should I? Well, <laughs> or no, I, maybe I'll tell you a little story first. Let me yeah, yeah. I'll tell you about when I got a job with Bill Monroe. We started to tell you a while ago. Can I tell him the whole story, David? Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Unexpurgated. Well, you know, I was playing in a band up in Baltimore, Maryland. You, any folks ever been there? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> it's a rough little old town, I'll tell you. Hometown, don't go back. <laughs> no, you can do what you want to. I like that town. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I used to play there all the time, you know, back years ago. And I was playing with a, an ex-bluegrass boy by the name of Jack Cook. He was a guitar player and a, and a uh, lead singer, you know, tenor singer. And, you know, he played in the last years with Ralph Stanley and the Clinch Mountain Boys, but... But he was a great guitar player also, and, and a good singer, you know, and so he had his own band up there, and I, I started playing banjo with Jack, and then Bill Monroe came through town. He came into this little bar we were playing in, and he come in that side door there, but that side door was like right here, because <laughs> the bar wasn't very big. It was about this big, you know. <laughs> anyway, this guy come and sit down, he had a big white hat on, I thought, in the dark, I said, that guy looks like Bill Monroe. But I said, he wouldn't be in this place. And lo and behold, he was. He came through Baltimore to get Jack Cook to go with him up to uh, New York City to play a show up there. And Jack said, Bill, do you have a banjo player? He said, no. They said, well, we'll just take Dell with us. So I, I got to play with Bill Monroe, you know. <laughs> First time. <laughs> and we get up there, and I thought, well, we'll rehearse the show, you know, and I'll know exactly what I'm doing, you know. We get up there, and 
we tuned up and walked out on stage. I mean, to tell you, we never did nothing off stage. We just went out on the stage and started playing. <laughs> you know, that's, uh, I guess that's baptism by fire, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, so he offered me a job, but I didn't take the job because, you know, I was kind of uh, surprised by all this, and I thought, I got time, I have a little time to digest this. So, uh, but I waited a couple of weeks or a month or something. I can't remember now. This is way back, like 19, the last part of 62, I think it was. So I finally decided I'd go down there. Well, he had, there was another banjo player there, and I didn't know the guy, and he didn't know me, and we were both, <laughs> we were both auditioning again for Bill Monroe. And uh, so he tried us both on guitar, tried us both on singing lead, he tried us both on playing banjo and singing baritone and all this. And the way it was, he told me, he said, I still need a guitar player and a lead singer, and, I, I, and you're going to do that. And I said, hmm, how's he know I can even play a guitar? <laughs> but that's kind of the way it worked out, you know, and, and uh, I'm, I kind of owe Bill Monroe a lot because I learned a lot with, with him, you know. Without him teaching, he never was a teacher. He just, you just learned by his example, you know. And, and he expects you to get up there and and work real hard with him because that's what he did. He's a hard worker, you know. And should I sing a song? Hey, I, I gotta to thank Bill Monroe for <laughs> bringing us this. <laughs> thank you. And um, we'll tell you a little more about the banjo player who Bill Monroe hired. Yes. You know, he Well, probably more because he couldn't pass that lead singing guitar playing audition as good as you. I didn't think it was so good myself. <laughs> you were, man. I like that guy's banjo. But I, I <laughs> heard that band as much as possible back in 1963. And uh, Bill Monroe would always feature his lead singer on a solo number about the second tune on the show. Always did, yeah. And uh, so invariably, every time I'd hear the band, Dell would be singing this next song. It's a real, he made it into a classic. Dark Hollow. <laughs> So 
Del McCurry, ladies and gentlemen. Well, the young boy that got the banjo position. Yeah. And it was uh, one of the banjo greats and sort of uh, the first contemporary uh, banjo player since Earl Scruggs invented his style. This man's name was Bill Keith, good friend of ours and an exactly. incredible banjo player. He, he paved the way for folks like Bela Fleck and Noam Pekelny and just about all these young hotshots, you know, where Bill Keith crashed through the door for them. <laughs> he did. We'd like to pay tribute to Bill Keith who passed away this past fall. I uh, got to visit with him a few weeks before he uh, passed, and uh, he, was, uh, he was also a big influence on dog music. He was a, came along and he, he could play. He helped me get that started. So this is for Bill Keith. We're going to play a, med a medley of three of the tunes that he recorded with Bill Monroe. The first is Salt Creek. Second is Devil's Dream, and we'll finish off with Shenandoah Breakdown.
You're listening to Dell and Dog, Dell McCurry and David Grisman on this weekly radio program called the Savannah Music Festival Live, produced for Georgia Public Broadcasting. In the 1950s, rock and roll came in and just about killed bluegrass and everything else in its sight, you know. They wanted Elvis. They sure did. And uh, even though his first record was Bill Monroe's song, Blue Moon of Kentucky. But uh, some of these bluegrass bands kind of tried to push back a little bit, and and, uh, the results of one of these efforts is this song here. Called Country Boy Rock and Roll. We'll send this out to Gene and Tracy. <laughs> you can tell I'm from the country, see, I'm from out of town, but I'm beginning to catch on. I'm letting my hair down a bit of rocking. I've been rolling, I guess to some folks I don't feel. Let him make a fool out of me get a teleprompter, you know, but we missed the Clinton yard sale by a couple of weeks. 
Sure, that's good. You know what? I'll tell you what. We've got this stuff down here, but we're, we're, we can't me. read it, you know. It's just there. <laughs> it gives me a little confidence that it's there, you know. <laughs> okay, here we go. sing another tune right now, folks. This is a song that was uh, made popular by a guy by the name of Clyde Moody from Raleigh, North Carolina, back in the, I guess back in the 40s he was singing this song. And he was called the Waltz King, and he had a job on the Grand Ole Opry back in those days. And I used to hear him sing this all the time, and I want to sing it for you folks right now. I know what it means to be lonesome. <laughs> 
instrumentals he can write them it's just at the drop of a hat you know he'll write you a great instrumental <laughs> and he said now we got to do some new stuff you know when we got together so he wrote this tune here and see what you folks think about it he has me playing chords i never heard of before <laughs> yeah this is uh i figured i'd i'd, I'd get us a, a tune and uh this tune is actually on our new live cd it's also on the sextet CD, I couldn't resist hearing it played with a big band, so. Yeah, buddy. Uh, this is called Dell and Dog.
You folks heard of Jimmy Rogers, the singing brakeman? <laughs> well, now, he's the one that uh, wrote this song and recorded it first, but I, I didn't learn it from him, and I should have. It, but I, I'll sing it for you, what little bit I know of it. Yeah, I better do that, too. <laughs> and I'm going to try to do it in B, because that's where I recorded it one time. B for bluegrass, that is. <laughs> Got a little bit of yodel in there, and I'm not too good at that now. Don't, don't judge me on my yodel. Oh, hey, right. he kills it. Absolutely kills it. <laughs> I don't even know what the name of this song is. The Brakeman's Blues. There you go. See, I think you ought to do uh, a, a, another good solo number. This is a, well, it's a beautiful, one of the most beautiful country songs ever written, I think, you know. And uh, this was the state song of Tennessee. Now, I don't know what happened. Somebody crossed the line or, I don't know how a, a, a song, I mean, why take it out on a song? But for some reason, this song was impeached or recalled or, I don't know what it, how you even classify that, but it was replaced by Rocky Top. Now, you know, I got nothing against Rocky Top, you know? 
It's wonderful basketball music, you know. <laughs> but in my humble opinion, and it's just one man's opinion, you know, uh, Rocky Top, don't hold a candle to this next tune. We're going to have Dell sing for you. You'll probably recognize it. <laughs> Del McCurry, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and we have that on the record. We're good Thank you. Well, friends, we have really enjoyed picking and singing for you here today, and we hope we can come back again sometime. Yeah. Uh, you know, this, uh, we're going to close off the way we started with a Monroe Brothers tune. This, I believe, is a traditional song, and it's got six verses, but for some reason, I just felt the urge to add another verse. You know? 
And it's it's a great verse. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not bragging, you know. Uh, in all humility, I got to tell you, this is the best verse in this song. <laughs> and Dell agrees with me, right, yes. Dell? Right. The last verse encompasses the whole song. <laughs> we wouldn't need any of the other six if it, if we just had this one. Well, we <laughs> past his prologue. You know? I know. Well, we appreciate you guys coming out to hear us. Yeah. We realize there's, there's a lot of music going on here this week. Yeah. So thank you.
Darling, you can't love six. Darling, you can't love six. You can't love six. That kind of love don't mix. Oh, darling, you can't love six. Darling, you can't love seven. Darling, you can't love seven. You can't love seven and expect to go to heaven. Oh, darling, you can't love seven. Right now on that new river train. Right now on that new river train. That same old train that brought me here. Don't carry me away We've been listening to Dell and Dog, Dell McCurry and David Grisman. They performed that concert live at the 2016 Savannah Music Festival. And that brings us to the end of another edition of the Savannah Music Festival Live. The program was written by yours truly and produced by Ryan McMakin. The performance was engineered by Kevin Rose of Elevated Basement Studio. You can hear this program again online at savannamusicfestival.org. I'm Rob Gibson. Thanks for joining us, and tune in again next week for another edition of the Savannah Music Festival Live. It never can be mended. Hope this romance ended. Darling, you toyed with a toy heart. Darling, you toyed with a toy heart. I think you played the game right from the start.